is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here. We have a kick-ass program tonight. Our number is 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. All right. We've got to take a dip into Hillary Clinton's hell. You know, old Marxists never die. They just fade away. But you know what? They don't even fade away. It's amazing how the media treat her. Well, really not. She's behind the Russia collusion, obstruction of a campaign, obstruction of justice. And there she is walking free. She has her orange jumpsuit on, but unfortunately, she's on the wrong side of the bars. A crook in every respect. So she's on CNN yesterday. You've heard some of this, but you haven't heard me talk about it. And I want you to listen to what she has to say about you. Or many of you, anyway. Cut 11, go. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. There, she just contradicts herself. So he's in it for himself. Yeah, and he's facing criminal and civil litigation to destroy him and if he wasn't in it he would be getting none of this but he's in it for himself this would be hillary clinton of whitewater fame hillary clinton and bill clinton of the clinton library and crime syndicate who've made tens of millions of dollars subsequent to their time in washington dc go ahead break with him you know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you do that? All right, that's, that's, that's where I want to go with this. First of all, we need to get our history straight. Deprogramming of the cult members. I want you to hear this next cut, then I'm going to bundle it all together. Cut 12, go. 
and they are determined that they will continue to vote for him, attend his rallies, wear his merchandise, because for whatever reason, he and his you know, very negative, uh, nasty form of politics resonates with them. Maybe they don't like migrants. Maybe they don't like gay people or black people or the woman who got the promotion. This is just amazing to me because this is the history of the Democrat Party. That's why I wrote the book. This is their history. The inhumanity of the Democrat Party. Hillary Clinton. The inhumanity of her. I want you to listen to some of the Democrats in the media when you hear what they have to say. Now, of course, they've apologized since because they grift and they want these primetime TV shows and so forth, and the corporatists are more than happy to give it to them. But I want you to listen to something that was sent to me by a dear friend. Mehdi Hassan. We played a clip of him last evening with Joe Scarborough which they were calling Trump a Nazi or neo-Nazi, and Scarborough kept prodding him to do it more and more and more. Media Matters comes out and says, Mark defends what Trump said, and of course, this is what propagandists do. So all of a sudden, the issue is Trump and me. I want you to listen to this man who called Trump effectively a neo-Nazi, and who is on MSNBC and who is repeatedly on the Scarborough show. I want you to listen to him from years past and a past video. Mehdi Hassan, Cut 17, go. And of course the gossips, the disbelievers, the atheists who remain deaf and stubborn to the teachings of Islam, the rational message of the Quran, they are described in the Quran as, quote, a people of no intelligence. Allah describes them. Not of no morality, not of no belief, people of no intelligence. Because they are incapable of the intellectual effort it requires to shake off those blind prejudices, to shake off those easy assumptions about this world, about the existence of God. In this respect, the Quran describes the atheists as cattle. As cattle of those who go into Christ and do not suffer wonder about this world. So those of you who had trouble hearing it, it says, and of course the kafar, the disbelievers, the atheists who remain deaf and stubborn to the teachings of Islam, the rational message of the Koran, they're described in the Koran as, quote, a people of no intelligence. Allah describes them as not of no morality, as people of no intelligence, no morality, people of no intelligence, because they're incapable of the intellectual effort it requires to shake off those blind prejudices. To shake off those easy assumptions about this world and about the existence of God. In this respect, the Quran describes the atheists as cattle, as cattle of those who grow the crops and do not stop and wonder about this world. He since apologized, of course, after this came out, but he said more. Cut 18, go. All of these ulama unanimously agree that at the very minimum, if Yazid was not a kafir, then at the very minimum, he was a 
a transgressor, a breaker of Islamic laws, a corrupt individual, a tyrant, a killer, a drunkard, a dog lover, a music lover, a homosexual, a pedophile, a sexual deviant, someone who slept with his own mother, astaghfirullah. These are their views of these ulama in their books, not my view. They're non-Muslims. It is amazing how bigots like this are able to recover, isn't it? And get prime slots on MSNBC. It's amazing. They don't have to shamelessly tail between their legs, walk off the public stage and would be seen again. No. Then we go to Joy Reid at professorwatchlist.org, but you can find this everywhere and anywhere. Host of the show on MSNBC. She was a visiting professor, may still be at Howard University. During the riots in the summer of 2020, following the death of George Floyd, readers claim there is zero evidence that any of the destruction was connected to the movement. She's claimed that when there was any violence, it was inflicted by white supremacists and Trump supporters. She reported that there was a significant presence by BLM activists at over 95% of the riots during the summer of 2020, resulting in at least 47 deaths and over $2 billion in damages. Readers referred to Justice Clarence Thomas as Uncle Clarence, a reference to the racial epithet Uncle Tom when discussing his court rulings. Following the 2017 congressional baseball shooting, Reed and her guests mocked the victims for holding insufficiently liberal positions. And she accused Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise of racism while he was fighting for his life after the attack. In 2018, blog posts run earth from Reed's old website that contained inflammatory language, bigoted statements, links to conspiracies that accused the United States government of plotting the 9-11 terror attacks. She alleged that many members of Congress were secretly gay and openly mocked Jews. Once the blog was unearthed and began receiving media attention, Reid initially acknowledged that she'd written the post and apologized for her, quote, bigoted remarks. But once additional posts surfaced, Reid reversed her position, claimed that she'd never written the blog post to begin with. Reid claimed on national TV that she, quote, generally does not believe that, unquote, she wrote the posts and alleged that her blog was hacked. After cybersecurity experts confirmed that there was little evidence of Reed's blog ever being breached. Yes. She's taught a class titled Covering Race, Gender, and Politics in the Digital Age. And plans to teach more. Journalism. Students how to navigate, quote, partisan and political division. I won't bother you with their actual texts. And then there's Al Sharpton in the same network. All three of these people, and worse, Al Sharpton. All these people are embraced by Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski. All these people are embraced by Mediate and Media Matters. All these people are embraced by the Democrat Party. But it wasn't always that way. Look what I found. March 20, 2000. By my calculation, about 23 years ago. Joe Scarborough then was a Republican. He was a member of Congress. And he, and he proposes a resolution. House Congress Resolution 289. And he introduced it in the House. Condemning the racist, anti-Semitic views of the Reverend Al Sharpton. 
Whereas the Congress strongly rejects the racist and incendiary actions of the Reverend Al Sharpton. Whereas the Reverend Al Sharpton is, is not me, this is Scarborough. Condoned anti-Semitic views and that protesters from the Reverend Sharpton's National Action Network have referred to members of the Jewish faith as blood-sucking Jews and Jew bastards. Whereas the Reverend Al Sharpton has referred to members of the Jewish faith as white interlopers and diamond merchants. Whereas the Reverend Al Sharpton was found guilty of defamation by a jury in a New York court. Whereas to this day, the Reverend Al Sharpton has refused to expect, expect, <coughs> accept responsibility, expresses no regret for defaming Mr. Pagons. Whereas the Reverend Al Sharpton's vicious verbal anti-Semitic attacks directed at members of the Jewish faith, and in particular, a Jewish landlord, arising from a simple landlord-tenant dispute with a black tenant, Scarborough wrote, incited widespread violence, riots, and the murder of five innocent people. Whereas the Al Sharpton's fierce demagoguery incited violence, riots, and murder in Crown Heights section of Brooklyn, following the accidental death of a black pedestrian child hit by a motorcade of Orthodox rabbi Jews. And it goes on. This was written by Joe Scarborough. Now, if he believed that Al Sharpton incited these violent events that resulted in deaths, then why, then why is Al Sharpton on MSNBC? And why do Scarborough and Al Sharpton laugh it up like old buddies? He apologized too, I guess. These are some of the most vile of the people who have platforms on MSNBC. There are others, too. But they want you to believe it's MAGA Republicans. That the Republicans have lost their way. That the Republicans are the racists and the bigots and the anti-Semites. Really? Well, I'm not done. Hillary Clinton believes you should be reprogrammed. All the talk about Nazis. That's Nazism. That's fascism. That's autocracy. I don't want to address this when we come back. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. The only uh, president to round up tens of thousands of Americans and put them in concentration camps was Franklin Roosevelt, a Democrat. 
the only presidents to impose censorship and the entirety of society, certainly in modern times, Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, and Joe Biden, a Democrat. Mikhail Heller, an author and scholar who was raised in the Soviet Union, as I write in my book, The Democrat Party Hates America, language is the most important and the most powerful weapon in the hands of a state that has decided to transform human beings. Now, remember what Hillary said. The creation of a new language serves two aims, to obtain, as George Well put it, an instrument with which to express the philosophy and thoughts that are permitted, and secondly, to make all other sorts of thinking impossible. The new language is consequently at once a means of communication and an instrument of oppression. The word conceals reality, creates an illusion, a surrealist impression, but at the same time it preserves a link with reality and puts it into code. In the Soviet Union, he recalls, the Soviet language became the most important means of preventing people from acquiring more knowledge than the Communist Party and the state wished. Soviet speech lost its freedom. The official dictionaries were changed, just like ours are, to reflect the Communist Party's and the state's meaning of words. And as I point out, the same indoctrination tool is occurring in the United States today, and the Democrat Party is at the foreground of this movement. In repressive regimes, I write, Repetition is also used to force the acceptance and even internalization of new words or words with newly created meanings. And language is used to identify and condemn enemies of the state. In other words, the public endures constant and unrelenting brainwashing and propaganda. Or as Hannah Arendt, another escapee from totalitarianism, as she wrote, one of the premier political philosophers in the 20th century, she said, and she spent years studying this issue, totalitarianism, propaganda-raised ideological scientific, scientificality, and its technique of making statements in the form of predictions to a height of efficiency, of method and absurdity, and consent. Because demagogically speaking, there is hardly a better way to avoid discussion than releasing an argument from the control of the present. In other words, just call people names, Make it a fact. Do not allow a contrary point of view. And here's Hillary Clinton. Here's Hillary Clinton talking about deprogramming of the MAGA cult. Just the language they use. Who's the neo-Nazi? They are. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's 
L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. Hillary Clinton is an autocrat. She's an autocrat, and that's why she's a Democrat. You know, in the beginning of my book, I say the Democrat Party and authoritarianism. I haven't talked enough about this. Those of you who haven't, I encourage you to read it. But I took a look at Freedom House, as I've told you before, sort of a center, center-left organization, but it has a very good mission. And it did a study on Russia and Communist China, as well as other tyrannical regimes. And it found a number of things in common. For example, that declared that, quote, the 21st century has been marked by a resurgence of authoritarian rule that has proved resilient despite economic fragility and occasional popular resistance. Modern authoritarianism has exceeded where previous totalitarian systems have failed due to refined and nuanced strategies of repression, the exploitation of open societies, and the spread of illiberal policies in democratic countries themselves. Now, they wrote this for Communist China and Putin's Russia, but it applies to the Democrat Party 100%. The leaders of today's authoritarian systems devote full-time attention to, to the challenge of crippling the opposition without annihilating it. Without annihilating it. And flattering the rule of law while maintaining a plausible veneer of order, legitimacy, and prosperity. We see this every day. Every day. What else? They note that the rewriting of history for political purposes is common among author- modern authoritarian regimes. Well, that's an easy one. They say modern authoritarianism has a different set of defining features. They include state or oligarchic control over information on certain political subjects and key sectors of the media, which are otherwise pluralistic. With high productive values and entertaining content, independent outlets survive with small audiences and little influence. This pretty much defines the massive corporations behind MSNBC, CNN, and the rest of the phony media. They're free to do what they want, which is spread propaganda on behalf of the state and the Democrat Party. Not a dime's worth of difference among them. The Freedom House report notes that a number of countries have undertaken a refashioning or rewriting of history to buttress the legitimacy and aims of the current government. Joe Biden has done that in spades. They describe a testament to the power of the democratic idea that authoritarian leaders around the globe have claimed the mantle of democracy for forms of government that amount to legalized repression. We hear this come out of Joe Biden's mouth constantly. This whole phrase, ext- <coughs> mag extremists and so forth. 
They write about the illusion of pluralism. They say, yet just as with other democratic institutions, modern authoritarians authoritarians have mastered the techniques of control over the electoral process, maintaining political dominance behind a screen of false diversity. They have adopted in many ways to the age of the Internet and the expectations of better informed public. And in the most sophisticated authoritarian states, professional political operatives work just as hard as their counterparts in the United States. Their goal, however, is not to defeat opposition candidates in a competitive setting, but rather to organize a system that creates the illusion of competition while squelching it in reality. Does this not sound like the Democrat Party and their press, Mr. Producer? And they are describing communist China and fascistic Russia, but they don't even realize they're describing the modern Democrat Party. And that's why Hillary Clinton says what she says. CNN promotes what she says. The only people criticizing her are the people who she would, if she could, have deprogrammed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that bastard saying deprogramming people, millions and millions of people? Like she's Xi of China? Or she's Putin grabbing little children out of the Ukraine to brainwash them? Or the drug cartels grabbing little children? Deprogram them. The party of internment camps. The party of eugenics. And I might add, Hillary Clinton herself received the Margaret Sanger Award. Proud recipient of the Margaret Sanger Award. She still hasn't turned it back. Margaret Sanger, a racist. A eugenicist. Who strongly supported eugenics and birth control. Not because she believed in women's rights. But because she believed in population control. Particularly of blacks. And she said imbeciles and idiots. And the Democrat Party will fight to the death to give that organization tens of billions of dollars over the course of decades. That's Hillary Clinton and worse. They're going to deprogram us? They already control most of the media. Before Elon Musk, who I consider heroic, they controlled all of the major social media platforms. The Democrat Party is the state party. It puts out its arguments. It puts out its press releases. We go through the motions of having a free press that really questions a Democrat administration. That covers up for a Democrat administration, whether it's the laptop or a thousand other things. Conversely, that tries to destroy any opposition. We talk about Donald Trump and what they've done to him. Let us be clear, let me be clear, and I've said it for months. They've been on the attack with Ron DeSantis, relentlessly. Relentlessly. And his wife, Casey. And if you were the leader of the pack right now, you would see how they would focus all their ammunition on destroying him. They've already called him a racist. Because of the real history that he's putting back into Florida schools. They've already called him a homophobe because he refused to allow a corporation based in Los Angeles, Disney, which has been taken over by media conglomerates of the left who've destroyed the name of that and the brand of that company, even though it's hard to put it behind us, I know, but 
it is what it is, that he's anti-gay, which is so preposterous. And it goes on and on. Tim Scott's Uncle Tom. It's what they say. Under constant attack by the Marxists in Congress, like this, this slimeball Bowman. Under attack by Joy Reid. Ayach. And the other reprobates. I hear people talk about the two extremes are going at it. The right wing and the left wing. There's not two extremes going at it. We're not right wing. We're constitutionalists. We believe in this country. We love our country. It makes us right wing. No, we're not right wing. We don't want to fundamentally transform our country. But how dare you stand up to those who are? Whether it's parents, whether it's pro-lifers, whether it's police officers, military personnel refuse to take vaccines. How dare you speak out? How dare Democrat public officials switch to being Republicans? After which their reputations are destroyed, or at least the attempt is made to destroy them. How dare you? You need to regurgitate what's fed to you. The only party attacking free speech in this country is the Democrat Party, and they always have. The only party attacking the free exercise of your faith, religion, is the Democrat Party, and they always have. The only party that attacks truly peaceful protests is the Democrat Party, as the pro-lifers who've been thrown in prison for protesting in front of abortion clinics. That's exactly where you want to protest if you're a pro-lifer. Not in front of the local bakery. Ask the parents who go to school board members wondering if there's FBI infiltrating, looking over their shoulders with a hotline over there at the Department of Justice. Ask them how they feel. The Democrat Party, widespread censorship, now found by two different courts, a district court and a circuit court. The likes of which we haven't seen since Woodrow Wilson, and before that, the Civil War. But this is even worse. Civil War and World War I, there is no war. Don't give me Ukraine, that's not the point. I'm talking about where the United States is engaged with all its muscle, all its resources, all its military in a war. In peacetime, they're trying to censor us. They send their lawyers out to destroy our voting systems, to change the laws, in violation of the Constitution, regardless of what John Roberts has to say. In violation of the Constitution. And this is par for the course, the party that wants to destroy the Electoral College so half the nation has no representation. Only the big cities. You would only have to campaign in 11 states. That's it. Destroying citizenry. No, no, you can't say that. You can't say they're destroying citizenry. Then you're pushing the replacement theory. We're pushing the replacement theory? Seven and a half illegal immigrants in the country? Maybe we should call it the overwhelming theory then. 
there's no theory here. Somebody, group of people, Biden and others, the border's wide open for a reason. It's not because we don't have people picking lettuce. We don't need seven and a half million illegal aliens picking lettuce. They're processing them through to the United States as fast as possible in violation of our immigration laws. Republicans aren't doing that. The Democrats are. We're committing energy suicide in this country. We're destroying the magnificent availability of natural resources to mine them, to develop them, and to use them for we the people. You know, in the third world, parts of Africa, Southeast Asia, they have massive amounts of minerals, natural gas, but they're undeveloped. That does them a little good. They're undeveloped because they don't embrace our economic system. In our country, they're developed as a result of capitalism. And it's the Democrat Party that's destroying them. Have you ever heard of a country that destroys itself? Well, the country doesn't. It's the Democrat Party. And they're doing it at breakneck speed. They won't even keep their hands off a genitalia, Mr. Producer. It's sick. And Hillary Clinton goes on CNN, which is a sick, useless propaganda operation. To argue that tens of millions of Americans need to be re-educated because they're part of a cult. Now you know what the Democrat Party thinks of you. They don't respect you. They won't engage you. If you're part of a cult that needs to be re-educated. Doesn't that sound like Nazism to you? Joe Scarborough, say it, say it, say it, Joe. Doesn't that sound like Nazism to you folks? Doesn't that sound like Stalinism to you folks? Re-educated. Or deprogrammed, I guess. And where are they going to deprogram us? How are they going to do that? They're already trying. They're already working on it. Books. So-called news. Even commercial TV. Look at some of these commercials. These corporations. You're being deprogrammed, meaning reprogrammed, meaning you either agree with them or you must be part of the MAGA extremists who need to be deprogrammed. We're not picking these fights, America. We don't even know where they're going to come at us tomorrow. They're coming at us in every direction. They won't leave our children alone. They won't leave our homes alone. They won't leave our automobiles alone. They won't leave our books alone. They won't leave us alone. And they've unleashed holy hell in a thousand different ways against us, whether it's crime in the streets, whether it's politically bomb-throwing judges, IRS agents, Inflation, soon massive energy shortages, 
We didn't ask for this. We're not picking any fight with anybody. We're trying to defend ourselves, defend our family and faith in our country, and defend ourselves from impoverishment. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals this book the democrat party hates america is the kryptonite to hillary clinton and all these bastards i take a paragraph or two here and there and i read it to you and we have a discussion about it wait until you consume the whole thing mark i don't like to read but we did an audio for truckers and other people who drive and maybe they don't have the time or the interest in reading, but I've tried every way possible to get this message out. If we don't get this message out, this is one of the reasons I, I'm so disgusted with the Republicans. I have to tell you, this is what we're up against. Totalitarianism. This is totalitarianism. Pure and simple. And I have one of the conservative friend of mine, Capitals, I'm not voting uh, to change that rule where one member can vacate the chair. Now, what the hell's wrong with these guys? With their little rules. Oh, I want my rule. Oh, I have to have my rule. The other party's gobbling us up with the rules. They're worried about, hey, I want my rule. They need to put their damn egos aside. Stop printing for the cameras. Stop trying to control everything with a handful of people. That's not conservatism. That's not liberty. Fight the establishment. Fight the ruling class. Fight like hell. But when we have some sort of staccato victories, I'll call them a little victory here, a little victory, take them and run with them. And then expand on them and build on them. One at a time. Go, go, go. go. Not this. Where you join in with the Marxists. You join in with the people who want to deprogram you. Oh, that's, that's telling them. No, that's stupid. The Democrat Party hates America. It shows it every day. It shows it in every way. Why do you think Barnes & Noble won't promote this book? Why do you think? Why do you think that a single corporate media news platform has talked about this book, but they'll talk about, oh, Casey Hutchinson, you know what she said? Oh, yeah, what, what? The guy down the hall? Yeah. His name, Ernie Grabatsky, he had hemorrhoids. Oh, my God, there it is on page seven. Oh, that's, that's really big. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Stick with it, folks. Ideas do stop revolutions and cause revolutions. They stop revolutions and cause revolutions. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, America. 877-381-3811, that's our number. One of the reasons... You don't see a lot of trials out of the Department of Justice involving classified documents, full-scale trials, is because a defendant has an absolute right to defend themselves against accusations about classified documents and the material that's contained within those documents. I mean, how can you defend yourself if you don't? Only the government gets to look. Only the judge gets to look. But the person whose liberty is on the line, whose reputation is on the line, they cannot and their lawyers cannot. And you can't duke it out in the courtroom. The whole point of criminal procedure or civil procedure, but in this case, criminal procedure, is to lay out all kinds of rules. Yes, to ensure that the government can make its case, but mostly to protect the defendant. Well, in the case in Florida, the government's trying to hide the ball. It will not allow, and thus far has not allowed, the defense, Donald Trump and his co-defendant, and their attorneys access to information that they need and that they must be free to bring up in open court in front of a jury. It is the jury that's going to make the decision of guilt or innocence. And so when you're a prosecutor and you bring over 40 charges in an indictment involving the Espionage Act, you can't then say, well, you know, this stuff is so secret. It's so unbelievable. We can't show it to the defendant. He's the former president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. He's already seen it. He's already seen it, Mr. Producer. But they're afraid the jury will see it. Because the jury makes the decision. And so we have an update on the Florida case that I touched on the other day. ABC News, the judge overseeing the probe into former President Donald Trump's handling of classified documents has paused any litigation involving the classified materials in question as she considers a request from Trump to extend deadlines in the case, according to a new order. At issue, writes ABC News, is how the classified materials at the center of the case are to be handled by the defendants and their attorneys based on national security requirements. Well, I hate to tell you this, 
The Constitution trumps all this. That's why so few notorious and horrific spies that have given and sold information to the old Soviet Union, to the communist regime in China and so forth and so on, they're not executed. The government cuts a deal. Because they don't want a jury of peers to see the information. But Jack Smith plows ahead, baby. He doesn't much care about the Constitution. He's a hunter. After Judge Eileen Cannon established several deadlines for ruling on those issues, Trump's legal team last month filed a motion asking her for a three-month extension. Why? Because Trump and his co-defensives still do not have access to significant portions of the materials that the special counsel's office has characterized as classified and conceded are discoverable. Can I see some of that evidence you're going to use against me? No. Are they relevant in your case? Yes. Much less the additional classified materials to which President Trump is entitled following an anticipated discovery discovery litigation. That's right. The defendant has a right to ask for more information if that information even has the possibility. Certainly the probability to put things in context. So the judge ruled, yes, there's going to be a temporary delay until this is worked out. Smith's office sent in a recent filing that some documents are so sensitive they can't be stored in a secure facility in Florida with the other documents in the case. Why not? What is, is that not absurd to you, America? So why didn't you have a super-duper secure facility in Florida so the defendants and their lawyers have access to it? See, this is a game they're playing. This Smith's team has told the court the documents can be made available in a secure facility in Washington for review. This is all intended to, as much as possible, inconvenience Trump and his lawyers. Have them bouncing back and forth between Florida and Washington, D.C. Let's say they, they look, they get on a plane, they head back and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, I, 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 I didn't get this, I didn't see that. You understand. So the government's trying to control access to evidence that it says is crucial, access and control over the courtroom. This judge is a very, very good judge. And, of course, she's under attack by the radical Marxist left-wing legal analysts on the radical Marxist left-wing phony websites, phony news sites, and all the rest. They want their Tanya Chunkin. They want their Tanya Chunkin in every case. All right, I want to play something for you. Joe Biden at the White House today. It still amazes me that people on TV and radio, columnists, they don't get what's going on with this wall stuff. It's, it's really amazing to me. I explain it over and over again on radio. I've explained it on TV. They act like they're Helen Keller. Why do they resist this? This is what happened. Biden today, cut three, go. Mr. Can you be specific about what you did to try to reappropriate those border funds, especially when Democrats controlled both chambers of Congress? 
You know, the wall thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, they passed. Well, I was told that I had no choice, that, I, you know, Congress passes legislation to build something, whether it's an aircraft carrier, a wall, or provide for a tax cut. I can't say I don't like it. I'm not going to do it if it hadn't been vetoed, if it's a law. that you tried to reappropriate the funds. So yeah, we tried to ask the Congress to consider changing the law to reappropriate. Say, don't use it for other purposes. Give me more border agents. Give me more uh, technical capabilities to detect fentanyl and the like. That's what I wanted to do. So that was what he said today. They reversed course on Wednesday night. And here in part is what I said Sunday night on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, just 72 hours before. Cut for a go. So let's take a look at this in the context of Joe Biden. Let's start with the Constitution. That is, has he violated the Constitution itself? That would clearly fit within the impeachment clause of the Constitution as acts against the public. Well, of course he has. He has an obligation to uphold the law under the Constitution, whether he agrees with the law or not. That's been litigated over the decades. So a president is required to enforce especially a clear law, whether he or she likes it or not. They take an an oath to uphold the Constitution, to uphold the law. And if they fail to do that, then they violated their oath and they have violated the Constitution. The impeachment clause kicks in. So we have all these laws dealing with immigration to secure the country, to protect the people, to determine how people come here, who comes here, under what circumstances they come here. Joe Biden has blown out every single one of those immigration laws. And you see the consequences, the inhumane consequences on the border. Let's put that aside, as difficult as that is. Has Joe Biden upheld federal immigration law? No. Has Joe Biden violated federal immigration law? Yes. Did he do it by accident? Did he do it on occasion? No. He has destroyed the federal immigration system. That would be a basis for an impeachment article to be considered for impeachment and to be considered, should he be impeached, for a trial to remove him from office. This is, in essence, a political crime or a constitutional crime, if you will, against the body politic. Exactly why the Constitution has an impeachment clause. No, so I lay it out so everybody can understand it, America. So why is it that even conservatives in radio and on TV resist it? Why? Why are they playing games? They even ask themselves on air, why did they reverse themselves? Because of the pressure from the Democrat mayors? No. Well, because of election purposes. No. They've said they don't even agree with this. They don't want to do it except for the fact it's the law. And in this case, it's not only the law. They tried to change the law, and they couldn't get it changed. The evidence is abundant. It's simple. It's right there. That's why. They said, let's build 20 miles of wall. That's what we can get away with under this damn appropriation bill. Because Mr. Comer 
should and can continue to dig into the Biden crime family. But this is low-hanging fruit. This is an underhanded softball thrown to a major league baseball player. This is exactly what the impeachment clause is all about. It's that simple. So ask, ask these TV guys in Israel, what's your problem? Why can't you get your act straight? This is why they changed. He keeps saying it because they told me I have to do this. They told me. His lawyers told him if he doesn't want his ass impeached on this, he better sign this damn thing. And so they violate 26 environmental laws, people say. They're not environmental laws. They're regulations. And he can violate all of those all he wants because his, his government, the executive branch, puts out these regulations. But he cannot violate this law. And he was. That's what happened. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Can you imagine, New Yorkers, if Lee Zeldin was your governor and Curtis Slewitt in New York City was your mayor, how the world would be a much better place? And I really believe that these elections had been held now rather than a year or so before, that that would be the case. Curtis Slee, even though it would have been a hell of an up, uphill battle, it's happened before. It's a pleasure to have my buddy Curtis Slee with us. How are you? Not good. Not good, Mark. Uh, I see my country being invaded. I see people being told to act like sheep, that they don't know what to do because we have to depend on the sheep herders. And I've just decided with all the anger welling in my soul and every membrane of my body that we're fighting back now. We are contesting these areas where they're bringing the illegal aliens in. We're having acts of civil disobedience. We're saying no to the illegal aliens. We believe in legal immigration, taking care of Americans first. And we want to take these illegal aliens and send them all to Washington, D.C., and let their Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, deal with it. He created this mess, put it right on the National Mall between the Washington Memorial and Lincoln uh, Monument, and let him deal with the mess that he's created in this country. Of course, Rehoboth Beach might be a nice spot to put it, too. Although he's walled in his house, now the Secret Service has. Tell it, give us an example. Give the nation an example of what, what you're doing. You say disobedience and so forth. What are you doing to confront this? 
What's happening is you notice our mayor, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is off on a uh, a junket in South America to, to learn why there's an illegal alien problem. You can learn that right at the border if you spend a few days or right in the city of New York where they're flooding in. And he should have met with uh, Governor Abbott last week when he was in New York. Uh, they could have agreed to disagree on other issues. But it's clear Governor Abbott is overwhelmed like so many border cities, so many border states. And we have a lot in common that we could have used against the federal government to force them to do their job. So we've taken the attitude, okay, forget the politicians. We've gotten the mothers, the grandmothers. We surround these facilities. We make life miserable for anyone living in these facilities. And we tell them, look, go to Manhattan. In Manhattan, they give you hotel rooms. They give you culturally appropriate food. Uh, they give you motorbikes. They give you everything that you could never have imagined that you would get in coming to America. So if you have to put them in one place, put them in Manhattan where the people seem to want them. And we lead the protests. We're the rebels in all the other areas. And we're starting to get people contacting us now from throughout the country. Chicago, other urban areas that have proclaimed themselves to be sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. They're saying, why can't we do it the way Curtis Lee was doing it in New York? Organize the people and put the politicians on the sideline and make sure no harm comes to these illegal aliens. They're just political pawns, but really ratchet it up and make sure that these illegal aliens and this invasion ends. You're all over New York City, including in some fairly impoverished areas. We have a majority minority. Are people in these areas starting to understand that this is being done to them purposely by this administration? And by that, I mean the administration in New York as well as the one in Washington, D.C.? Mark, they see it clearly. First, you have the African-Americans who have been forsaken. You see that not just in New York. You see that in Chicago and Philadelphia, all the cities where they're busing in these illegal aliens. And now African-Americans are saying, why are we being put to the back of the bus? We have some real needs. We have veterans living in the streets. We have our own homeless who are in shelters. Some Hold your thought right there. Problems. You know radio. I've got a heartbreak, but I don't want to miss this. This is important. And what you're doing is crucially important. Curtis Lee was a good man. He's a good friend. And we will be right back. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Here we are with Curtis Sliwa, who's leading a movement to 
push back against the illegal immigration taking place in New York City and New York State, and hoping I am that it spreads throughout the country. And uh, my question, we're interrupted by a hard break, to Curtis was the folks in these communities, most of which are in poverty, most of which are black. Do they understand and I, that politically it's their party, that is, the party that thinks it owns them, the party that most, what, 70, 80, 90 percent vote for is doing this to them? Mark, they see it now because they realize that here are people, strangers who haven't been vetted. We know nothing about them. Uh, we see uh, areas now of tuberculosis skyrocketing and they're scratching their head and they're saying, my God, I've worked so hard to just establish myself as an American. And now these invaders, they're jumping the queue. And that means we're in the back of the line. And it's the Democrats who have forsaken us because they've said, don't worry about it. We'll eventually get to your needs. But the real group that's really outraged that I'm working with is the first-generation Americans who had to come in the legal way, the right way, who had to sometimes wait years, fill out papers, go to the consulate, the embassy in their country of origin. Then they eventually were accepted. To become a citizen, the test in history and civics, most of, most of our children could never pass it because they're not being taught history and civics. So they know how precious it is to come to this country, be allowed in this country, work in this this country, raise your family in this country, and honor your country. And they're still waiting for loved ones and family members who haven't finished the process yet. When you have a rally, never let the politicians speak, Mark. They are rally killers. Let the first-generation immigrants talk about the struggles they had. And this way, the rally comes across saying, yeah, we're for immigration, legal immigration, but not this illegal alien invasion. It must stop. And if you organize and you protest and you're willing to get arrested, as I've been arrested many, many times to make your point, you can fight City Hall and you can win. David can beat Goliath. These politicians are bullies. And you know what? When you grew up in this schoolyard, you got to fight back against the bullies. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how the New York mayor, as you point out, he's traveling overseas. I mean, seriously? We all know what the problem is. It's Joe Biden. Joe Biden can stop this in 10 seconds. He's violating our immigration laws. He is purposely doing this to the country. He doesn't care what happens to New York, New York City. He doesn't care what happens to the black community and other minority communities and first-generation immigrants who follow the rules. He doesn't care because they're playing long ball, Curtis. Their view is, we will swamp the country, we will flip Texas eventually blue, we can never lose. Then the children of the illegal immigrants, by current standards, become American citizens. And so if people in New York are inconvenienced, or black communities and other minority communities are inconvenienced, too damn bad. That's what's taking place here. It's intentional. And it's happened before in history, when the Irish came to New York because of the potato famine in England was forsaking them. The Tammany Hall Irish met them here. At that time, the Republicans wanted nothing to do with the Irish Catholics. 
and they always remember Tammany Hall. And even to this day, I'll go into an Irish Catholic household, and I'll see pictures, you know, of St. Patrick and the Blessed Mother in Jesus and JFK, and there's this this uh, adoration. Uh, they sort of put them on a pedestal, Democrats, and I say, it's four generations later, wake up. If anything, be a free agent. Don't just be in the back pocket of the Democrats who are selling you out. And that's what they're banking on. A new generation of illegals flooding in. The Democrats will be there for them whenever they need anything. They're giving away free stuff. Mark, they're giving away everything. Food, cell phones, smartphones, 72-inch plasma, full TV sets, PlayStations. And we're paying for it. And people have got to say, enough is enough. we got to fight back. And we got to take our country back. we got to seal our borders. And we have to say no to illegal immigration. And you got to be ready to rally, protest, get arrested, use all the street techniques that have been used against us over the years, Mark. And we can turn this around if we leave it to the people and not the politicians. You know, uh, I've written this book and... Throughout the book, what you notice is how the Democrat Party has abused the black people as a group. They've abused them in horrific ways. They've used them in horrific ways. And now I really believe this in part is a calculation. That they they either see or they want to create the biggest minority group in America. And they're more than happy to dump this very loyal constituency group for a bigger and what they hope will be loyal constituency group because the Democrat Party sees everything through power. And I feel this is exposing the Democrat Party to people who've never really been exposed to it before. And I think you're making the same point, no? Absolutely. In fact, they're guilty of not slavery as what was done years and years ago and promoting slavery, but they're guilty of human trafficking. They're purposely bringing in people who shouldn't be here, who haven't qualified to be here solely so that they can hold on to power. And let's face it, Mark. They want worker bees out there. They want people to go in and do the work for low pay, the work that maybe others wouldn't do because it wouldn't give them a quality of life. We've achieved too much. We've come too far to allow them to destroy America as we know it. And for everybody out there, how can you go and honor your parents at whatever cemetery they're, they're, they're buried in or on the anniversaries of their death if we don't fight for what we know is right? And Mark, this is worth fighting for. So that's why every day I'm out in the streets. Every day we're turning away buses. Every day we're saying to our officials, we should be apologizing to Governor Abbott because he had the strength and the courage to say this is wrong. And if you're not going to help me, I'm going to send Texas's problem to you. You're a sanctuary city, a sanctuary state. There's no laws that say you're a sanctuary city and sanctuary state. So stop the nonsense and let's start taking care of Americans. There are so many of them out there who are in need of our help. And we're taking care of, we're taking care of people we don't even know. We don't know their backgrounds. We don't know where they come from. And now everybody's a Venezuelan. It's like that scene I'm sure you saw, Mark. Who's Spartacus? Who's a Venezuelan? And everybody jumps up, I'm a Venezuelan. Mark, they have no papers. They're not, they have no identification. Even when they commit crimes, the cops, they don't know who to charge. 
because there's there's no paperwork that they can process and they can't be deported. They're, they call themselves asylum seekers. And I say enough is enough. Let's put ICE on a pedestal and let ICE do their job. That's what they were created to do in the aftermath of the attack of 9-11. Curtis, thanks for what you do. Thanks for what you're doing. We need a Curtis Lee in every city in this country, every state in this country. And God bless you, my friend. We appreciate it very, very much. Thank you for the tactical air support. And there are plenty of great people out there. They just need to be able to organize and take the fight right to those politicians who are trying to destroy our quality of life. Do you have any link or website or anything? Because I know when we finish, people are going to say, how do I get in touch with them? I'm not sure what to do. Or would that overwhelm me right now? No, not at all. Just go to guardianangels.org. As you know, I have guardian angels all over the country now, all over the world. Be more than happy. It's just one of the many things that we do in order to keep people safe and secure. And most importantly, to to honor America, the greatest country in the world that provides us the opportunity to even be able to speak like this. So just go to guardianangels.org. And thank you, Mark, because you have legions of people out there who I know are going to hear the clarion call and get involved. The Levinites, they don't just talk. They scrape the barnacles off their backside. They get their rear (laughs) in gear, and they do things. God bless you, brother. And they will. And you take care of yourself out there. He's a good man. He would have been a hell of a mayor, too. Guardianangels.org. Guardianangels.org. I've not told you, and I should have, the fantastic guests we have on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Saturday and Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. Two. Two. Two mints in one. It's 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. Please set your DVRs before you forget. That way, if you can't watch it or you're watching something else like football or going to a birthday party or whatever it is, you'll be able to watch it later. And I'm telling you now, these shows have been killer shows, mostly because of the guests. But I've got some killer monologues or what I call opening statements. On Saturday, we're going to have the great Leo Terrell and Brett Baer. His book is unbelievable. On George Washington. I'm a fan of this kind of history. So we'll have a chat with Brett about that. And on Sunday, another killer monologue. And my guest is Newt Gingrich, the former speaker, and Thomas Massey, probably the gold standard when it comes to conservatism slash libertarianism, but more conservatism in the House of Representatives. He doesn't take a backseat to anybody. But he also doesn't get the attention he deserves. So we'll take care of that. So Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Sunday, same thing. Same time, same place. Different show. Same format. I'll keep doing it as long as you want me to. And when you stop, I'll stop. I believe in doing what the audience wants to hear. I don't mean substantively, but the way in which we do it. And you'll find all these programs are a mix of history and law and economics and current events. I find them, I hope you do, very entertaining, compelling, even intriguing. It's a different kind of TV. It's not a conga line of guests. It's not hit and miss. It's hit fit. It's a couple issues, sometimes one issue, and we really dig into it. And you seem to like it because it's different than anything else on TV. The kind of TV I used to watch. But for some reason, it only exists 
on Life, Liberty, and Levin. So I hope you check it out. Again, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Go ahead and lock in your DVR. Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Or watch us live. I think you'll love that, too. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Next hour, we need to have a heart-to-heart talk about this economy. There's a report, and I believe it's accurate. New data reveals a crash not seen since Great Depression could hit in 2024. It's not a certainty, but things aren't lining up well, and I want to get into that with you so at least you can think about it, talk to your family about it, maybe prepare for it in certain ways. Uh, But it's something very, very important that I... I would be remiss if I didn't talk to you about. Well, the situation is this. You're getting a lot of propaganda from the Biden regime, and you're getting very little information or pushback from the Republicans. And despite all that, you, the people, you know what the hell is going on in this economy. It's a disaster. You know your own financial situation with credit cards. Maybe you didn't even use credit cards before, but I'm, I'm sure the balance is far more than you've ever had. You're not sure how you're going to pay it off. You're worried about losing your job because things are going to get uglier. And it's a big deal. And the media wants you to forget about it. Look at these charges against Trump and this charge. Forget about that. Joe Biden has demonstrated. The Democrats have demonstrated. The Biden regime has demonstrated that they are destroying your economic security. They are destroying your way of life. They are impoverishing you, and they're not done. They're trying to force you to purchase more and more expensive products in your home. All kinds of appliances, HVAC systems, window air conditioning systems. They're trying to force you to buy gasoline, I mean, excuse me, electric cars and destroy gasoline cars. Something that will definitely break your bank no matter how much they subsidize it. Not to mention inconvenience you. They go 300 miles and you've got to run around looking for a charging station. And you've got to plant yourself there for 45 minutes. What if there's a line of five people trying to charge their car? And you're stuck on 95 or some other highway, 101. And you can't get from point A to point B. Uh, they haven't figured that out yet. If we rely on the government, we'll starve to death. But I want to get into this with you. The data that's being looked at here... And why there's much to be concerned about, and you need to think about it in your own situation and prepare for it. I'll be right back. 
is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. This is a very important piece here from Fox Business. It's not your typical article. And it is both informative and a warning. And you've got to take it very seriously. By Justin Haskins. New data reveals a crash not seen since Great Depression could hit in 2024. If the White House and Congress don't cut spending soon, the results could be catastrophic. Well, they were going to cut 30%. But a little group stopped them. As the White House continues to tout the alleged achievements of the president's Bidenomics agenda, a growing amount of data indicates that a gigantic economic crisis could be right around the corner. I'm not making predictions. I'm conveying this to you. Most disturbingly, one important economic indicator that's currently flashing hasn't appeared since the 1930s during the height of the Great Depression. Now you know why this caught my attention this morning. If the White House and Congress do not cut inflation-causing government spending soon, the results could be catastrophic. And that includes the Republicans in the Senate, by the way. Here's the historical context. In 2020, during the height of the coronavirus government lockdowns, President Trump and the Democrat-led Congress spent vast amounts of money to keep the economy, financial system, and stock market afloat. Trillions of dollars in additional government spending occurred, all of which was financed with debt and money printing. The never-before-seen levels of money creation were fueled by policies set by the Federal Reserve which encouraged Congress to spend more money and kept interest rates extremely low, despite warnings from economists about the threat of future inflation. Now, when Joe Biden entered the White House in January 2021, it appeared that the economic crisis caused by the pandemic lockdowns would end soon. A COVID-19 vaccine had been developed. Many states had already started reopening or preparing to reopen their economies. But rather than return to spending to normal levels, Biden and congressional Democrats, with the blessing of the Federal Reserve Board, opted to keep government expenditures significantly higher than they had been prior to the pandemic. The decision to continue high levels of government spending, coupled with the Fed's choice to keep interest rates low and the fallout from the crisis in Ukraine, caused, meaning the economic worldwide from Russia invading Ukraine, caused inflation to soar to levels not experienced in 40 years. Prices for nearly all consumer items, from eggs to milk to gasoline, skyrocketed. In an effort to fix its mistakes and curb out-of-control inflation, the Federal Reserve started dramatically increasing interest rates in 2022. A policy that has continued to this day. Meanwhile, the Biden administration and Congress have kept government spending much higher than they were at pre-pandemic levels. As a result of these policies, the inflation rate 
has dropped, but not enough to deflate prices. Actually, it's increasing. Most consumer goods and services, as well as rent and housing prices, remain much higher than they were before the pandemic started. Incredibly, however, the money supply, the amount of cash, checkable deposits, and bank savings accounts have substantially decreased, meaning your assets, your liquid assets, have substantially decreased. That means even though prices are still going up, this is the key, even though prices are still going up, the amount of money available is continuing to go down. For you, putting an unprecedented strain on American families. Prices are going up, inflation's going up, interest rates are going up, but available liquid assets, money, in your pockets, in your accounts, is going down. The latest economic data shows the annual M2 money supply growth rate has been negative for the past three quarters, meaning the amount of money available is shrinking rapidly. In the past 110 years, the only other time Americans have seen the money supply drop this sharply was in the early 1930s during the height of the Great Depression. Now you know why I'm reading this to you. There is a significant difference this time around course in the 1930s when the money supply annual rate turned negative prices dropped as well in our current situation prices are still going up despite the collapse in the money supply to the extent we're seeing it today this has never occurred before and let me just stop there because you don't keep spending like this in the face of inflation you don't keep printing money like this in the face of inflation at historic unprecedented levels without even a world war taking place You can't keep borrowing and spending like this. In the middle of an inflationary period, significant inflationary period. And by the way, it's a footnote, but an important footnote. What did Reagan do about this to break the back of inflation? He comes in, you have mortgage interest rates at 13, 14%. We've never seen it before. You can get CDs at 16%. Well, the Fed raised interest rates. And put the brakes on. But what did Reagan do? He slashed taxes. You see, Reagan felt if the interest rates are going to go up so significantly, people need money in their pocket. So Biden's response is to spend at crazy levels like never before in American history or world history. And Reagan's response was to try to get spending under control. The House was controlled by the Democrats. But in the meantime, slash taxes so people have money in their pocket. So you have money for research and development. So you have money for capital investment. So you have money to make the economy work. What else did he do? His first two acts coming into office, he eliminated Price controls on natural gas. He eliminated price controls on on oil. Why? To massively open up energy in the United States. Because energy is the golden goose for an economy. We're doing the exact opposite. Joe Biden and the Democrats are shrinking our economy purposely. 
They're destroying energy independence that's been built up over the last 45 years. They're taking production, whether it's offshore, whether it's onshore, all across the country, out of production. They're doing all the wrong things because they don't believe in capitalism. They don't believe in the private sector. Let's continue. The reduced availability of money caused by the Fed's policies and the Biden administration's inflationary spending has created a dire situation for American families. Increasingly, more people are eating into their savings and going into debt to cover basic living expenses like food, housing, and utilities. Survey data from the Fed shows the bottom 80% of income earners, representing the vast majority of Americans, now have less in real household savings than they did prior to the pandemic. The savings for top income earners will likely fall below pre-2020 levels within the next 12 months. The combination of higher prices, reduced availability of money, has caused people to depend on credit cards. And now credit card debt is higher than it's ever been in American history. It's topped over $1 trillion. Higher prices, more government spending and debt, lower levels of household savings. That's what Bidenomics actually looks like. The economy is walking on thin ice. If prices and inflation don't come down soon, something that can only occur if Congress and the White House reduce spending then the U.S. is soon going to find itself in yet another massive economic crisis. If that occurs, I hope Americans remember who deserves the blame. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've got a little treat for you, America. I've got the big muckety-muck over there from Breitbart, one of my favorite sites, uh, and has been. But Alex Marlowe, boy, has he done a fantastic job over there. It's one of the must-see bookmark sites for everybody in the morning and before you go to bed. And he's written a fantastic book. It's really almost like a reference book. An encyclopedia, but it reads very, very smoothly. Actually, it's almost like a fiction, but unfortunately it isn't. Breaking Biden, exposing the hidden forces and secret money machine behind Joe Biden, his family, and his administration. Alex wanted to... Welcome, I'm trying to say. My mouth broke. Welcome to the program. Uh, Mark, that is such an amazing introduction. I I can't thank you enough for that. But most importantly, you are the standard bearer in the conservative publishing industry. Congratulations on a number number one to you. And it is just uh, great to be on your broadcast and be in the trenches with you in general. Well, you're fantastic. You know, Alex and I, a bit ago, we we met, coincidentally, at uh, at an airport. Now now he, he wears a mustache. So I don't know that I would have noticed him. Uh, but, uh, but I want to say this. This is a killer book. If you want to know what the hell the Bidens have been up to, you know, you think you know about it, trust me, you don't know about it. And he's got more notes, more sourcing in this book than I've ever seen, except maybe in one of my books, and he may have outdone me in this particular case. It's almost impossible to do it a comprehensive interview of a book like this and an author like you. I know I've gone through this, but 
try and hit on the main points or some of the universal points on why this book is different and why people should grab it, because they really should. Uh, thank you. And uh, it is impossible to kind of get to the essence of it in too brief of an interview, so hopefully people do check it out. But I will say that if there's one thing I want to convey, it's that what you just said. If you think you know Joe Biden, Mark, when I went into this, I had some hypotheses about him. But I had no idea who this guy was in terms of the extent of his policy failures, the extent that he has mortgaged our country to foreign lands, the extent to which his family has grifted off the back of the American public, the citizens of this country. We barely scratched the surface. And that's why I have to back it up with 1,600 total endnotes, like 130 pages of it. Because every time I approach a new subject matter, there was something different. I, I can guarantee you, if you read the first page, if you don't learn something on the first page, then uh, you're, you're much more knowledgeable than I was going into the book. Every single page or something new. Uh, and it's because the media, as you wrote about and I've written about in best-selling books, uh, hates this country. They want this country destroyed, and so they don't tell the truth about people who are useful to them. And this is why we don't know him well enough. We're told he's a puppet. Well, sometimes he goes it alone, like he did in Afghanistan. He ends up uh, getting the American service members killed and droning children. Uh, we're told he's dumb, but he's been saying all this dumb stuff for 50 years, and his family keeps making tens of millions of dollars off of crafty deals. We're told he's a blue-collar guy, but he lived in a 10,000-square-foot house with a ballroom. We're told he's a nice guy, but he's also a deadbeat grandpa who doesn't acknowledge his grandkids. He's, everything we've been told about this guy is a lie. Most importantly, that he is not the biggest threat right now to this country, because he is. That is a very good summation. And there's a lot more than that, even in the book right now. I, I agree with you 100%. People keep saying he's dumb. He's dumb. Okay, great. He's dumb. But if it's not him, it's the people around him, and it is him and the people around him. They, they are more effectively destroying this country than any Democrat before Joe Biden. How do you explain that? It, it, you nailed it. And it's because he's been building this apparatus for 50 years. It, he didn't build it right away. He wasn't some genius who had some sort of a genius plan. I'm not saying that. I'm not going that far. But I'm saying over his time in Washington, he has built enough of a Rolodex and he has been willing to embarrass himself enough. He's been willing to sell out enough. He's been willing to figure things out that after 50 years, he's got the team around him. He knows how to move the levers. He set up the system more than anyone else, and now he knows how to operate it, and he is operating it. And his guiding principle isn't that American exceptionalism is so great and this country is so great, or even some sort of ideology like you and I might have. He's driven by power, and advancing his family. And his family happens to be a bunch of, you know, junkies and grifters. And I'm, I'm not saying that, Mark, to be pejorative. Like, I documented. They're junkies no, they and are. a lot of them. Yeah, it, 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 it's not an insult. It's just a description, an accurate description. But they're not all dumb. And they figured out a way to continually get deals done, generally selling his policies, which I back up in the book, of course, and... He's thriving. He's thriving right now. If we think he's going to be an easy target next year, we're dead wrong. And that's why I wrote the book, to provide a playbook for that. That's so important what you just said. If people think, you know, the polls come out. Have we been burned by enough polls over the course of recent history, Alex Marlowe? I mean, you've got to fight like you're behind, and you've got to fight like you're going to win. You've got to fight like Patton. You're not figuring out the, uh, whether you're going to win or lose the battle, but fight the damn battle. And that's the point of your book. 
That's exactly right. And if we don't do a hard reset on how we approach this guy, if we just want to call him a, a dumb man and we just want to call him, oh, he's, he's a puppet of all these people, well, you know what? That puppet keeps winning. He won last time, and now he's got a bigger cheat-by-mail operation that's going to be working for him. He's going to have all the AI geniuses in Silicon Valley working for him. They're going to be doing uh, – now they've got the automatic voter registration everywhere, so the lowest information people in the world are going to have their ballots filled out for them and turned in. Uh, this is a threat, and he is at the top of it, and he has been for a while. There's been talk, you know, that uh, he's not really an ideologue and so forth and so on, but you make the point, this guy's driven by power and money. Power and money. And he's driven by this legacy, isn't he, that he wants to be the greatest president in American history. And we define that today, the historians who are advising him define that today by how big and aggressive and ubiquitous a police state you can make. Correct? Mm. Oh, right on. And it, it is, you're right to also know, and I haven't even phrased it this way, but this is where I know you've thought about this as deeply as I have. Uh, he doesn't just want to be president. He wants to be one of the greatest of all time. And I, the way I phrase it in the book is he looks to have a legacy. He wants a dynasty. And he was going to hand that off to Bo. Bo died of cancer. He's no one to hand it off to. This irks Joe Biden every single day of his life because he's not just building to be a one-man president. He wanted to be a Kennedy. He wanted to have his own family infrastructure that he would pass on power from generation to generation. That's how ambitious he is. Wow, that's a great point. I had never actually thought about that. And he's stuck with, with his dummy. Uh, that he has here, too. Now, people say uh, he'll be challenged in the primaries and so forth and so on. He's not going to be challenged. He'll run again if he chooses to run, and nobody will stop him, correct? Uh, that's exactly my take. I, I, I absolutely would not have spent 15 months doing this level of research into this guy if I thought he was going to get shuffled off. So I, I definitely have a dog in the fight on this one. Um, but I, I bet very big he was going to be the nominee, and I, I think I'm looking very good right now with that prediction. And I think he is going to be the nominee. The book is Breaking Biden. It's a killer book by Alex Marlowe. You can get it on Amazon.com, any major bookstore, unless they're keeping them in the back. But anyway, you can get it on Amazon or anywhere else. We're going to keep him over the, the break because this is just too fascinating. I want to talk to him more about it. Breaking Biden. I'm going to tell you something. There's so much stuff in this book. Trust me. You've never read a lot of this. I have not. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, I'm trying to convey 
and I'm not sure I'm doing a very good job of it, how excellent the research and the information is in this book and how easy it is to digest. Um, It's called Breaking Biden, Exposing the Hidden Forces and Secret Money Machine Behind Joe Biden, His Family, and His Administration. And you're probably, oh, another Biden book. No, this is not another Biden book. This is a standout book that really unravels his ideology, his methodology, uh, his background, what it is that he really wants. He just doesn't blow him off. Alex doesn't as, you know, as some kind of imbecile, although he has that too. But it's called Breaking Biden. You get it at Amazon.com. Any major bookstore, you're out shopping over the weekend. You know, these books are in these warehouse stores. Check it out. But if not, it'll be in any retail store. Just be careful about Barnes & Noble, that's all. Alex, so you have this massive subject matter. And people always ask me, so I'm going to ask you, how did you get your hands around this? Did you just start and just start building the foundation from there? Yeah, that's the way to do it, is just just get going, just get moving. But, you know, the you do kind of spend a couple of months just sitting with it, starting to read mm-hmm. things. I read every book I could get my hands on about Biden, um, the ones he, he wrote himself, ones written about him and his family. Uh, I may have been the first person to read a couple of those books, Mark, because I don't think anyone's really even read them before. So I really I don't think he has off of those. Yeah, oh, I don't know if he's read his own books. Yeah, no, certainly that would be a something that I would I would consider as a possibility. Um, but yeah, you just start trying to wrap your mind around who he is as a, as a person and get inside of his head. Um, I was fortunate enough that thanks to the success of Breaking the News, which you were very kind about when that came out a couple of years ago, uh, I was able to expand my research team to five people, all of whom had worked on uh, for GAI and for Peter Schweitzer on his number one bestsellers. Now, like you, Mark, I write my own book. So that's really important. The audience got to know that. Mark and I, we write our own books. But I did have a team sending me material. But you're right to note, the culling process is huge because I want people to enjoy the book. Yeah, I want people to enjoy it. I want people to feel like you're not reading 400 pages on his on his early life. I, I'll give you 20 pages, 30 pages. You know, you'll get the gist of what's going on, the key events, and finding those stories, doing some storytelling that I think provide a broader context and are more illustrative of greater themes throughout his life, and trying to find those and then just to hone those down and try to make it as entertaining as possible for the audience. You know, I, I hope these uh, various members of Congress read this book, particularly the uh, the House Oversight Committee, the Judiciary Committee, all these other committees. All the candidates really need to read this book and understand what they're up against ultimately. And we, the American people, need to understand what you have done is you have taken all the veneer off this man and uh, you haven't just done a hit and, hit and run type thing and so forth and so on. For instance, you have a chapter on Kamala Harris. How did they come up with Kamala Harris to be his running mate other than her race? Uh, well, race is half of it. So it's a two-parter. So the race is part of it. And the other part is that she was the single most networked Democrat with donors in two key parts of the country, which is Hollywood and Silicon Valley. And so once you figure that out, you realize that, oh, yeah, the two richest parts of the country – She's got them in their back pocket. It's a wink and a nod to Silicon Valley. He's not going to regulate. He's not going to crack down on big tech. I've got your gal with me right here. There's an added benefit, and this is another thing Biden did, which was clever, is that he saw she's bringing in money. She's bringing all those woke points because she's a BIPOC woman. But he also knows she's non-threatening. 
So she's not a bright brain. She's not as bright as he is. And so she's not going to go and uh, build some apparatus to overwhelm his that he's been building since essentially he was a, in his 20s. She's not going to be able to do that. He knows that. And just to make things more certain, he gives her the crappiest jobs in the whole administration. I go through those. Jobs, she's so destined to fail. And Joe just passes the buck off to her, and it works perfectly for him. Mm-hmm. What about Joe Biden and race? He lies and lies and lies about it, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, stunning amounts, and I'm glad you asked this because I'm working on a piece. Hopefully, I'll have it up next week for at Breitbart, where I will list some of the the worst racial moments with Joe. But he's got real problems. Uh, he calls Jews Shylocks. Um, he called black children roaches. Mark, he did this five years ago. Wow. So this wasn't that long ago. Uh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting stuff. So that's within his heart. Uh, and he talked about marching in the civil rights movement. He never did that. Um, he touts that he went to, uh, he, when he was a teenager, he led a walkout of a restaurant because they wouldn't serve a black person, uh, allegedly. I mean, this is not bad, but it's like the most minor thing in the civil rights movement imaginable. He talks about it for 50 years. Like, you know, he's, he's Nelson Mandela or he's Martin Luther King. I mean, that's what he talks about himself. And his whole history is checkered. If you look at the high-tech Lynching, lynching of Clarence Thomas, uh, the teaming up to uh, jail so many black men in the 90s with his policies, you get a horrific, horrific record on race, and one of the worst in American public life right now. And of course, he's got the media wrapped around his finger, doesn't he? Uh, it's part of his secret sauce. Is The fact that they let him go, I, I had a story in the book about how the Biden Institute at the University of Delaware, uh, just the origins of that, how it was, quote unquote, Hunter's baby. And it was run by Valerie, his sister, who would make all this money as uh, Joe's campaign manager. And how the guy who was running the University of Delaware was tied not deep into just China, Mark, but the Chinese military. And how no one's connecting these dots. And all of a sudden, for the first time ever, University of Delaware is getting uh, an influx in ca- of cash from China. And this constellation of factions, they are Hunter's baby, Valerie, Joe's in a wealth creation strategy. You've got a guy tied in with the Chinese military who's taken over the school. No one cares. How could they not care about this? Mm-hmm. I looked into the Biden cancer initiative that he's got, his cancer moonshot. Mm-hmm. I figured out it's all just a big grift to benefit his son-in-law. His son-in-law is in charge of it. He's tied into China with a bunch of other businesses. He made all this money off of the coronavirus. Joe's flying into Davos. Joe's flying to the Vatican. He's networking. He's not trying to cure cancer. It's a, Mark, I'm married to an oncologist. I have three cancer doctors in my family. There's not curing of cancer. And Joe Biden's not going to do it with Ashley Biden's husband. It's not happening. It's all a big grift. And the media just allows for it to go on. And sadly, conservative media didn't do enough either. So that's where I'm stepping in, calling for the reset today. Folks, great book, Breaking Biden. You hear him, Alex Marlowe. You can hear him on Breitbart. You probably do. He's in charge of that fantastic site. I've got a number of friends there, including Alex. Here's the thing, though. This election coming up and so forth, and he kind of, all this is in the book, folks. He uses an executive order to use the federal government and tax monies to register as many Democrats as he can. And then they they try and protect it all from the Freedom of Information Act. They have us, they a thousand times over on their ability to to win elections and take elections, don't they? Oh, absolutely. And he's used basically every part of the bureaucracy that he can, and I list a number of them, and thank you for mentioning that, uh, to try to make them get out the vote efforts. This is where this is not either he's not dumb, Mark, or he's staffing his staff with not dumb people. They get it. 
they understand that they're creating mechanisms to create a permanent majority. So one of the reasons why they're leaving the border open, and they're doing things to, me- to mend the rules to make it much easier for Democrats to turn in ballots. And that means all the great ideas you have in your book, all the great ideas I have in my book, it doesn't matter if everyone reads them, uh, if they've got the system already baked in the cake. And that's what I want to avoid. And we might have won election to figure this out, and which is why we need to be engaged right now. I don't think it helps when these guys are fighting on Capitol Hill and they pretend what they're fighting over is uh, big potatoes. Uh, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, the public watches that. Uh, some of these people, not to drag you in, obviously it's not in the book. Your, the book no, you was can't. Written before. It's fine. And I watch these guys, and they don't, don't even take a win, a 30% cut. So all the propaganda, all the medias, these guys can't matter. The Republicans are so inept. They're so incapable. They're so disorganized. I'm even talking about the conservatives. It's just, it, it's, it's frustrating yeah. as hell, is it not? It, it absolutely is. And you go through, and I, I have a few moments in the book where I call out some conservative entities for not being conservative. And uh, there's definitely some, there's some things that conservatives passed in the Biden years that they shouldn't have. Um, but it is frustrating sometimes when I feel like you're trying to get the word out about the Democrat Party, which does hate America. I'm trying to get the word out about the worst president ever, at least since the Civil War. And we are, feel like the entire news cycle is overwhelmed by Republican infighting over who knows what. I'm I'm not saying some good can't come of it one day, but I'm just saying I don't want to miss the boat here, and we're about Mm -hmm. to. We're about to miss it. We're about to miss the opportunity. I agree 100%. All right, folks, listen. That's only two segments. You really ought to grab this book, Breaking Biden. You can get right on Amazon right now. They'll deliver it to you tomorrow by our buddy Alex Marlowe. They do a fantastic job at Breitbart, and uh, he wrote the book. They had a tremendous research team. And you're going to love this book, I promise you. Breaking Biden by Alex Marlowe. Brother, it's an honor. Thank you for coming on the program. And Mark, it means so much to me. You're an inspiration to me, and I know all conservative authors. All right, my man. You be well. Have a great weekend, and good luck today. Go on there, folks, and grab it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We need to send this uh, show over to Rush Limbaugh's, what did he call it? Hall of Fame? Yeah, this show needs to go on Rush's Hall of Fame. It's a hell of a show. Not because of me, because of everything. All these great guests and so forth, these topics, very important. Well, not to upset you further, Epic Times. Global energy markets could face tighter inventories heading into 2024. Well, how, how did that happen? Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is not high IQ stuff. This is basic stuff. U.S. shell companies aren't keen to expand drilling activity. Why? There's no incentive. There's disincentives. That's why. And the world's largest oil cartel isn't bolstering production. So now we're again being blackmailed by OPEC. Same with cars. Electric vehicles. Who controls most of the material that goes into those batteries in the core of the communist Chinese? So we're going to rely on them for our transportation. We're going to rely on them for our energy, which means we're destroying ourselves. We're committing suicide. Not you and me. These bums in the White House. And this stupid damn party, the Democrat Party, that does hate America. My advice is go to Amazon.com and grab two books. 
The Democrat Party Hates America. Grab Alex's book, Breaking Biden. You have something very worthwhile to read at a very, very good value. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go. Life, Liberty, and Levin, twice on the weekends. Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Great show. Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Two brand new shows. Don't forget to DVR them if you don't think you'll be around. 
And don't forget to grab your copy of The Democrat Party Hates America. It's right there, 40% off. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. We salute the freedom fighters of the world and our truckers. Good night, Spritey and Griffey and Pepsi. Good night, Smokey and Zelda and Gigi. Good night, Indy, Patton, Rory, Barney, Marty. Too damn many. Too damn many, and we miss every one of them. And good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. And America, I'll see you on Saturday. I'll see you on Sunday. Have a fantastic weekend. God bless. God bless.